turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 27. Matthew chapter 27. I need your help tonight. I need you to pray for me. Matthew chapter 27, beginning in verse 57. We're just going to read a few verses here tonight. Matthew 27, 57. It says, when even was come, or the evening is what that is saying, there came a rich man of Arimathea named Joseph who also himself was Jesus' disciple. He went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body be delivered. And when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new tomb. Turn to your neighbor and say, Tomb. Turn to your other neighbor and say, tomb. In his own new tomb, which had been hewn out, of, out in the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulcher and departed. I know it's an odd portion of scripture. But many of us are somewhat familiar with the fact that Joseph of Arimathea or the city of Ramah came asking and the scripture says even begging for the body of Jesus he came asking and begging for the body of Jesus Pilate commanded that it be delivered to him. Jesus has just been crucified. It's a dark day for humanity it seems. It's a dark day for the disciples and the followers of Christ. But the Lord began to speak to me through this passage of scripture. And you know that. Through the last few weeks I've referenced this word and we've, many of us have heard this word throughout our Christian walks. But we've referenced the word revival. And we know that there can be no revival unless something is first dead. We know that there can be no reviving or restoration taking place until God's Holy Spirit begins to cleanse us of our flesh. Or carnality. But you see Jesus. His flesh. He would tell us. In the, the chapters previous to this. In Matthew 26 and 26. He would say. Around a table with his disciples. He would say take eat. For this is my body. Take eat. For this is my body. The Bible tells us in John chapter 1, 
Verses 1 through 4, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. And in Him was life, and life was the light of men. But he goes on, John records, and he goes on in this chapter in verse 14, and he said, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. You say, what does that have to do with our portion of Scripture tonight? This man, Joseph of Arimathea, begged for his flesh, for his body, he begged for the body of an almighty God. Yes, he was fully man, but he was fully God. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Joseph of Arimathea desired the body. He begged for the body. What that word beg in the Greek means to crave. To greatly desire the body of Jesus, his flesh. You see, it says he begged for the body, and that word body in the scripture tonight, when you take it to its root word in, in, in that verse, what it means in its root form, it means to deliver or to protect or to save, to heal or to preserve. The Bible tells us in John chapter 6 and verse 51, Jesus said this, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give him is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. As I broke down that, that word body, it means to save, to protect, to deliver. Is that not what Jesus did for us? He protects us. He, he delivers us. He, he has the ability to save us. He, he has the ability to wash us clean. He has the ability to purify us. He has the ability to preserve us. He begged, he craved for the Word made flesh. He begged for the Word of God, simply. The Word of God. He wrapped him in a pure, a pure linen cloth and he took him to his tomb. His new tomb, and he laid him there. His own tomb, his own grave plot, if you will. Where his family, back then, you were buried with your family. I know it's somewhat still the same way, but you were buried with your family. It was his family's tomb. And he said, I, I'll, I'll, I'll bring the word. I'll make a place for the word in my own life and in my own family. And he placed Jesus in the tomb. And the Bible says that he wrote a great stone over the door. And he departed. 
You see, what I'm trying to tell you tonight is that the Bible tells us in Isaiah 40 that the grass withers. The flowers fade, but the Word of God will stand forever. Isaiah would go on to say in the 55th chapter of his book that his word, that God's word does not return unto him void. The word made flesh. The word remains. I promise I'm, I'm going to encourage you tonight. You're saying this is all about death. This is all about death. But we know this story. We know this story. This story ends with life and with light and with power and with revival and with authority. And, and I, I'm going to take you there tonight. But I, I just want you to realize that, that there is a world out there craving for something, desiring something, and needing something. And I have felt in this house over the last few months that there has been a, such a desire and a love for the Word of God because we know that when this Word is shaken, when our nation has been shaken this year, we know that His Word will stand forever. And it does not pass away. And it does not return to him void. You see, in the tomb, once the stone was rolled in front of the tomb, there was no light. There was no life. There was no breath, it seemed. But the flesh remained. And we're talking about Jesus. So it's, the Bible tells us in John chapter 1 and verse 14 that the Word was made flesh. So what remained was the Word. What remained was the Word. Nobody seemed to catch on in Jesus' inner circle. No one seemed to catch on to the fact that He had told them over and over and over again, My Word says that I will rise again. I will rise again. No one seemed to catch on so... In this moment, all they have is the word in a tomb. They don't understand fully what's going on. They don't understand God's plan. They, they really don't get what God is doing. And this is where I want to bring you tonight because we've all been in the same situation. We've all been... In the same area in our lives. And some of you, I believe that the Lord has spoken to me. Some of you tonight, God has given you a word. And you, you begged for it. You, you craved for it. God had prophesied using a, a man or woman of God. Or, or even His word. He spoke to you maybe in a private prayer time when you were alone with Him. But He has given you a word. And, and you haven't seen it come to fruition. And, and you haven't seen it come to pass. And, and you're... You're just like, well, well, God, I guess it's in a tomb. It's in, it's in its own place. And I know your word doesn't fail, but I don't understand what's going on in my life right now. I don't get what's going on in my nation right now. I don't understand what's happening in my family. I feel like I'm torn apart. I feel like this is going on and that's going on. And it's hard to worship. And I feel like everybody's getting in but me. We've, well, listen, we've all been there. But let me encourage you tonight in the Lord. 
Lord that when he shut the door and there, there seemed to be no light and there seemed to be no, no power evident I want you to know that his flesh remained which means the word was made flesh and dwelt among us his word remains even in the darkest of nights and the most confusing of times even when you don't understand and you feel like okay God you've promised me this you've spoke this over my life and, and I haven't seen it come to pass let me tell you tonight that his word still stands and his word still remains you may have not seen the manifestation of what God wants to bring to pass in your life but let me tell you I believe through the unction of the Holy Spirit tonight that I'm supposed to tell somebody in this house that there is the, I, I, I just I want you to get this that we're in a season we're in a season where you've been pressing into the things of God even when you didn't understand what was going on in your home and you didn't even understand what was going on in your life but you said you know what I'm going to worship I'm going to praise I'm going to go to the altar even when I don't feel like it I'm going to press in I've listened to the messages from pastor I've listened to the, the messages that you've preached brother Jade and I know there's more and I know there's more and you're fighting even when you don't understand I want you to know that there is about to be a resurrection and manifestation of the word of God that he's placed in your life you may have thought he's forgotten about you. You may have thought that he, he's moved on from you. But let me tell you again that the word will remain. Doesn't matter what's going on or how dark it gets, the word remains. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. The word and the prophetic voice that God's placed over you, it remains. The things you've prayed for for years and years that God's promised you. Let me tell you, it's still there. Let me break it down for you a little bit tonight. We think of the tomb simply as, as a grave. We, we, we simply just think as the tomb is the end. That's what we think in our natural minds, right? Right? That's where, that's where our minds automatically go to. We think that, that the tomb is just the end. But let me tell you, if you're a son and daughter of God, the tomb is not the end. For Jesus, it was not the end. And my Bible tells me that when he comes back, that it's the dead in Christ that shall rise and go first. Listen, the tomb is not the end. And we see here in this story, to, uh, in our natural mind, we see the tomb as, okay, this is it. This is, this is over. This is where it stops. But when, and, and you guys know me by now, I love to break down scripture. I love to break down words. And that word in the Greek for tomb, it means a remembrance or a memorial to be mindful or to recall. We go visit a grave. You know, a few weeks ago, me and my wife went and visited my mother's grave for the seventh anniversary of her death. And we've placed a tombstone on her grave of remembrance to jog our memory when we go there to remember like 
things used to be or how it once was or to remember the words that she used to tell me or the things she used to laugh about the things she used to talk about she used to, I mean mostly the things she laughed about is if someone got hurt it was hilarious to her but we go there because there's a memorial there's something pastor that jogs our memory I'm telling you, I promise I'm going somewhere with this. I don't mean to bore you tonight. But I I want you to understand that the tomb in this scripture does not stand as just a grave. But it's as if God is speaking through the tomb itself saying, Remember. 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 Remember what? What am I to remember? What am I to remember, Jesus? What is there that I'm supposed to, to, supposed to grab on to? You're supposed to remember that in Matthew chapter 20. He said, listen, they're going to lay hands on me, but I will rise again. Remember the word of God. We, we find that there's a sepulcher oh, in, in the nation of Israel where there's a prophet buried by the name of Elisha in 2 Kings chapter 13. And they came to that sepulcher. Some Moabite raiders that were bombarding Israel, raiding Israel. And they said, listen, we don't have time. The enemy's sneaking up on us. We're going to throw his body in with the, this tomb. And, and we're just going to let it be what it is. But there was revival. Why? Because the word of God that was spoken through the prophet Elijah to the prophet Elisha still was there. What do you mean, Pastor? My Bible tells me, 2 Kings chapter 2, that when Elisha was pursuing Elijah, he said, What do you want from me, Elisha? What do you desire? He says in verse 9, I want a double portion of what you have. I want double of what you have. Elijah turns to him and he says, If you see me ascend into heaven, you shall have it. He, he, he wanted double. And up to that time he had not fulfilled double the miraculous double the miracles that Elijah had. And, and everybody thought it was over. But when the word of God was activated. When something dead was thrown on that word. It came alive. Why? Because the word still stands. The word still remains. Remember the tomb is there to say remember. There's an empty tomb in Jerusalem today and it's a sign to us as believers remember remember that there is a resurrection remember that there is a savior remember that there is hope remember that there is deliverance remember that this body will give you life remember that I want to work in you and that I want to be in you and that I want to dwell in you remember I want you to remember to recall, to go to, to the, the place in your mind where you left the Word of God. And you said, I haven't seen it come to pass. I haven't seen it happen, God. I, I don't know what's taking place. I don't understand, but the words never come to pass. Let me tell you tonight. Remember. Because the Word... Brother Steve, the word does not fail or fade. You say, I'm trying to stay with you, Pastor Jade. I, I hope you do. Because really, the tomb is such a temporary thing for Jesus. 
in this passage of Scripture. And the Lord began to speak to me over the last few days. And He said the, the, the tomb was, was not really a tomb at all, but it was a vault. I said, a vault? He said, what, what do you keep in a vault? You keep valuables. You keep things that mean something to you. He said, it's not like you blatantly discard it. It's just shoved on the back of the shelf, the back burner, if you will. Because it's just been so long. He said, the tomb was more like a vault. And some of you in this house, you'll feel like the tomb door has closed. And it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to take place. But I began to think, what does a vault do? It protects. It preserves. I, I, I called Steve Robbins today at the funeral home. Me and Pastor work at and where Sierra works at. Melissa works at and half the church works at. And I asked him, I said, I, I, I've always heard this, but is the vault one of the most expensive things that you have to purchase for burial? He said, absolutely, it's one of the most expensive things that you have to buy. He said, it's not the expensive, most expensive. He said, but it, it is one of the most important and, and one of the biggest expenses you have. And I asked him, and I had done some of my own research, but I wanted to hear it from the professional. Don't tell Steve I said that, all right? He'll get a big head. I wanted to hear from the professional. I said, why do you need it? He said, because it keeps the grave from caving in upon it. But it also preserves what's inside of it. And you see, you, you, you thought that, that God had just walked away from the word that He'd spoken on your life, just like Joseph did of Arimathea in this, in, this, in this scripture that we read tonight. But I want you to know that He simply just vaulted it for a little bit because He's preserving it. He, he's restoring, He's making sure that it's ready, that it's, that it's in the right place, that it's going to come out in the right time, that it's going to come forth in your life when you least expect. Why? Because he's going to get the glory from it. He's going to reserve the honor from it. And he's saying, listen, I'm preserving this. You think I've left this? You think I've forgotten your children that I promised you? You think I've forgotten your city that I promised you? You think I've forgotten the blessings that I wanted to bestow on your life? You think I've forgotten what I wanted to do in your life? You think I've forgotten the call on your life? He said, no, I'm simply preserving it for such a time as this because where there is a tomb and where do you think there is death there is a word that remains that has power that has authority and I'll tell you this that there is a resurrection and a manifestation that's going to come forth in your life the word of God that he's spoken over your life young people you say I've been prophesied to that God's got a call on my life I don't know 
what it is. Let me tell you, he's preserved it. But here in a few short days, in a few short weeks, I believe that you're going to see a manifestation come forth out of that grave, out of that tomb, out of that vault. And you'll see that it was exactly what you needed. It'll be exactly what you need to fulfill the call of God on your life. Let me tell you, remember what the word of God is for your life. Remember what he has spoken to you. Remember what he has said to you. Because I want you to know that we're living in the last days. And I believe he still wants to pour out his spirit. I believe that he wants to bring something forth. I believe that there's a revival that needs to take place. But listen, we just got to hold on. Remember the word. Remember the word of God. Remember the word of God. Church, I want you to know I want you to remember they'll come to the music tonight. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. It doesn't matter what hell's thrown at you. Jesus had death itself thrown at him. And he looked death in the face. And the first time in death's existence, it had to back down. So here's the keys. Why was that so? Because of the Word. The Word was made flesh and it dwelt among us. Many of you in this house, God has promised you, your children. promise you your grandchildren young people some of you that know that what God's calling you to do is just crazy you know that it's just out there but you're doing it anyway but he's promised you signs and wonders let me tell you it's on its way He hasn't forgotten. He hasn't failed the healing that you've been praying for for yourself or for others. Pastor, he hasn't forgotten. The Bible tells us in Numbers chapter 23 and verse 19 that God is not a man that he should lie. If God said that there's a greater anointing coming upon your life, you better believe that there's a greater anointing coming upon your life. If God said, I'm about to use you in a great and mighty way and and it'll blow your mind, you better believe that He has not turned His back on His Word because to turn His back on His Word would be to turn His back on Himself.
want you to know tonight that the thing you've prayed for and hoped for has not been in vain. You're going to reap. If you'll stand with me across this house. God in his life and because he made room for the word of God in his life he saw revival you see in verse 66 of this chapter what what just to bring you up to speed is the religious leaders they knew the word even when his disciples didn't and they came to Pilate and said, he said he will rise again. We need to do something about this. You need to seal the tomb. What that means is they would simply strap it, heat up clay and stamp it, seal it with a royal seal. They put a watch out. It was to deter anyone from opening it. It was to deter anyone from rolling away the stone. And you may feel like it is impossible. It's been too long and it is impossible for the Word of God to come to fruition in your life. Let me tell you. The seals that is on the tomb or the vault in your mind and in your heart. It's not a deterrent. But I believe as the Lord spoke to me, it is a seal of His pre-approval. He's already said, I've stamped it. My word is sealed. It will come to pass. It will come to pass. Church, there's about to be a great awakening. There's about to be a great revival. Weeping may endure for a night. But joy always comes in the morning. I'm here to encourage somebody tonight. Remember. Remember. Listen, there are prayers 
that have been prayed for this ministry by Pastor Willie Russell, by Pastor Ron Russell, that they've never seen come to pass yet. There's prayers been prayed and, and God has promised them things that they have not yet seen come to pass yet. But there's a resurrection coming. There's life, there's light, there's power that is coming. There's strength that's coming back into you. There's peace that's coming back, joy that's coming back into your life. It's because the Word is not gone. It's just simply being preserved. I'll tell you this as I end tonight. I was praying for this message and I was just pacing back and forth up front here pastors probably seen me on the camera hundreds of times I've probably walked a hundred miles right here just what I do and I, I, I had just been telling and, and my wife knows this and I'd been telling someone close to me the other day that they, well they were they were asking me about my mother and what what things would have been like and this and that and we talked about that and it, it got me thinking because you, you know pastor can speak to this and Marcella can speak to this and Many in this house can speak to this. Rosie can speak to this. You, you don't forget. You never forget. It's not about forgetting mama or your lost loved one. It's, it's not about that. And I could probably ask each and every one of you and you'd say, every day, there's something that just causes you to remember. who mama was and what mama did my wife knows I have those days and I'm, I'm okay talking about my mother tell the goofy stories because she was nuts my mother was nuts if you would have met her you would have been like she's nuts she was so much fun. She was just a joy to be around. And I, I know I'm taking too much time. But what, what I'm trying to say here is my mother prayed for me. My mother prayed for me. She spoke into my life. When I was a stuck up teenager and I didn't want her to speak in my life. She still spoke into my life. She said, you're called to the ministry. And I'm sitting there thinking, I, you know, I was telling some of the family the other day, I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, you have lost your mind. I am not a preacher. I am not a preacher. We was talking about that the other day, weren't we? Haley was just like, Mom, there's no way I'm not going to be a preacher. I'm way too cool to be a preacher. Until I realized how cool it was to be a preacher. But... What I'm getting at is she spoke into my life. And pastor, for years I had 
in, in, in the last few, few years of ministry, I, I've wondered, I'm just being transparent with you, I've wondered if my mother was here, not only how would she react with Ava, I mean, Ava's already spoilt, but she'd be spoilt rotten if mom was around. And I think of that. I think of mom at my wedding day. I think of those things, Brother Ken. I, I do, but I think if she was here today, Pastor, could she say, I'm proud of you? You say, what, why, do you, why is that such a big deal to you, Jade? You should know that you're... You see, my mother never got to see this. My mother had heard me speak a few times, but I... I had, I, I had really turned my back on the Lord in my early teens, and she never got to see this me, Pastor. Brother Ken, she never got to see this me. And I wonder, because I knew how dedicated she was and how faith-filled she was and how loving she was and how passionate she was about worship and about the things of God. I wonder if she was proud of me. You say, what does that have to do with any of this? Because, Sister Terry, as I was praying here, I just, I literally the day before had been telling someone, I, I, I always, I, 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 the Lord had really been dealing with me. Jade, you've been trying to live up to expectations to someone that, that has gone on to be with me. You, you, you just need to be who I'm calling you to be. You don't, and the Lord has just really been dealing with me because I'm so hard. I can be so hard on myself. We can all be so hard on ourselves. And I'm like, will she be proud? Will she be proud? And, and I wasn't even praying on that. I was just... The, meditating on the scriptures and thinking about what God wanted me to preach and, and as I paced through here God began to speak to me and I could feel the spirit just gently just say remember, remember, remember remember all the prayers she prayed remember remember what she spoke over your life I said, yes, Lord, I remember. And I'm, by this point, I'm crying. And he said, but, but what I want you to know, Jade, and, and the Lord was speaking so direct to me. I, I was just overwhelmed by his presence. And he said, what I want you to know is there was prayers that you never heard prayed. There was promises about your life given to her that, that you never knew about. There was things locked up in a vault, in a tomb, that you never heard of or, or didn't even know had happened or I had promised. But I want you to know this, Jade, and it encouraged me as he said, it's come to pass. What I promised your mother, it's come to pass. What I told her you would be, it's happened. What I told her you would do, you're doing. I begin to weep and I begin to cry. Because the word, even though she'd been gone seven years, the word. Brother Warren, the word. The word remained. The prayer remained. The promise remained. And if you're in this house tonight, 
and you say, God has spoken to my life about my children, let me tell you, it still remains. You say, they've been lost for years, Pastor Jay. It remains. Oh, that's, I, God told me I would be healed for years. It remains. It's just yet to be seen. It's being preserved. But I want you to know, I, I want you to leave here knowing this tonight, uh, that there is a revival and a resurrection and a manifestation that God's going to bring to pass. It's not because we've done everything right, but it's because we said, God, I'm not going to disregard it. But I remember. So if you're here in this house, and you'll say, Pastor, God's promised me something. And in this season of my life, I want to see it come to pass. I believe this message was for you tonight. I, I know it wasn't awesome. I know it wasn't deep. I, 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 I don't feel like God wanted it to be. But if you're here and you say, God has promised me some things. And I believe that he wants to bring it to fruition in this season of my life. I want you to come. I want you to come to these altars. And I want you to pray. I want you to simply say, God, I remember. I see the memorial. I see the vault. It's just there to preserve. But God, the seals are coming off. The seals are coming off. As you read into Matthew chapter 28, the stone would be rolled away. And a light would come shining from an angel. And he said, he's not here. But he's alive. The word's no longer locked up in here. But he's alive and he's moving in your midst. If that's you tonight. You say, I, I have a word from the Lord. I have a word from the Lord. I remember. I remember. I want it to come to pass. If that's you, come. Young people, if that's you, come. You said, God's told me he wants to use my life. He wants to use me in a great and mighty way. You come. The word remains. Remember. 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 The word of the Lord. It still stands. It still stands. It still Greetings, everyone. Pastor Ron, just coming on to say thank you for joining us today. I do pray that we was a blessing to you. And I invite you to continue to follow us on Facebook, Instagram. I invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, please do that. Uh, we would be appreciative of that. But just thank you for joining us today. I do pray that the blessings of the Lord will be upon you and yours. God bless you.